570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Later this hour, well, LA football fans, you may have the loudest stadium in the league. SoFi Stadium may be the loudest place in the NFL now. Kansas City, Rodney, you played. Where were the tough ones? Kansas City? Kansas City, for sure. Um, It used to be the old uh, Hubert H. Humphrey Dome in Minnesota was bad. It was it was deafening too. Superdome, uh, Denver, 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 Superdome. Yeah, Superdome. The old Seattle Kingdome was was notorious for being loud. Uh, if you remember that one, that was all cement in there, and it would just bang off of that. But yeah, the Superdome in, in New Orleans is definitely. But yeah, so far, all accounts was just rocking and and extremely extremely loud. And uh, so we'll get into that a little bit later on this hour. Uh, if you're just joining us, hour one. We set up the Dodgers and Padres tonight. What the Dodgers have to do, down two games to the Giants, six to play. Uh, it's really miracle time. Doesn't mean it can't happen, but uh, it really is miracle time here. They've got to win and the Giants have to lose. Ned Coletti was on the show, and if you missed it, please check out the podcast. Download the uh, Are free. You being... Go ahead. I was just going to say download the free iHeartRadio app, and uh, Kevin puts the podcast up the minute we get off the air. You can listen to the interviews or any part of the show that you missed. Bill Oram was on at 1. We talked about Laker Media Day. Also let you hear from the players as well. That'll be on the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was just wondering if you're being negative before we have the haiku. No, no. I think I think I was very realistic. It will take a Down miracle. Down six. Going to take a miracle. Right. That's not negative. That's Don't realistic. Don't want to face Wainwright. I didn't say that here. I know. I didn't preface that with the haiku. (laughs) No. I was waiting on it. No, 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 I didn't do it. It didn't come. I just thought I was very... uh, You just laid out the facts is what you did. That's what I did. Okay. Right. So, you know, I took no position on that. Just told you what it was. Right. What it would take. Let's hear what Vic has to say about that. Well, for that and the spirituality, let's welcome him on for the Daily Haiku at 2, Victor Jacobs. Victor, good afternoon. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon, Fred. I'm the Dean. Good afternoon, Rodney Peter. VTP. Mm-hmm. First of all, I ain't no bitch. I don't understand. Again. Yeah. Why, Rodney? I don't understand. You try to show him the way, mm-hmm. and yet... He yeah. loses the way. Yeah. I lost the way. My mistake. Oh, my goodness. The executive producer, he's back in the house. Please put your hands together. He's relentless. He's multi-skilled. He's indefatigable. He's Kevin Figgis. Oh, come on now. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you cheer for a guy like that. He is the supersonic sound you hear every day. The pure harmony. 
every audio nuance. From Ronnie Fascio, Ronnie flavor, <laughs> technology and stuff. Before we get to the haiku, so much going on today. First off, Laker Media Day reflections from El Segundo. LeBron James says he wants to see an angry Anthony Davis, and don't we all? Well, I don't know if anger is a good thing, Vic. Well, he called him, he wants an angry Anthony. I want to see a healthy Anthony. But AD, as he said, worked his butt off in the offseason. So the unicorn's ready. Bliss from the brow. He is the key to the whole season. You can have all these veterans and they're beautiful. You know, from Carmelo, to Bazemore, to Rondo, to Ariza. But it's all about AD staying healthy. And his off-season regime was intense. So Laker fans should be content and very happy. It wasn't intense, Vic. He did what he always does. Not at all. No, he, in, he amplified it. He said he didn't. He said he didn't. No, he said he was intense. Said he does what he always does. He trained his butt off, is what he said. Well, how's he going to walk around without a butt, Vic? <laughs> I see yeah, he, did, he said he didn't AD. change it up. He said he didn't I change it up, Vic. He, he I think changed it up. Because he, he, he realizes the injuries. But Vic, he said he, he needed didn't more strength, more, but more. Vic, Vic, he did. He said out of his own mouth that Here, he Vic, didn't change his routine. Vic, why don't you listen to it? No, I think last last summer or last mini summer, you know, we didn't. I didn't have that much time to get back on track from you know the bubble going into the next season. And uh, I think a lot of guys and a lot of guys around the league. That's why a lot of guys were getting hurt. Um, I had my full summer where I was able to. You know, 12 weeks, three months, four months of, of, you know, training to get my body back to where it's supposed to be. Um, so I'm excited about that. But I think that was the biggest focus is just, you know, this, the season, you know, came a little too early. Um, and guys that had that proper training, especially guys that went to the bubble and went into a deep playoff run. Guys that had that proper training to train their bodies like they normally do to prepare for a season. What do you think, Trained his butt off. <laughs> I'm proud of AD. No, he feels yes. great. That's the whole key. Listen, again, the veterans are beautiful. Experience is divine. But a healthy AD will carry them to the 18th banner. Vic, oh, is that's this, what it's all about. Is this a classic example of a listen to what he's not saying? Is that what, <laughs> is that what this is? Exactly, k <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, k I got you. Jaime Harin, bless you. Yes. Bless you. After next season, he will retire. He's an icon. He's a legend. Solamente amor, Jaime Harin. After next season, he's 86, fresh, creative, and free. We love you, Jaime. Wasn't he the first Spanish broadcaster to do baseball? Weren't, weren't the Dodgers the first team to employ someone to do Spanish-language baseball? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, they at were. A, at a Quito, Ecuador. Oh, Quito. Comes to Los Estados Unidos. Yes. And creates creates a legendary career. You know, the voice of Fernando, really, in the you know, the first salvo from Fernando, you know, Jaime Harin was 
the portal to the great Fernando, to the great El Toro. So yes. one more, really savor the great Jaime Harin and savor the six games because it's no miracle, Fred. It's called two back with six to play. That's not a miracle to catch the hated ones. <laughs> Get him, big. Especially Brandon Belt out with a Get him, uh, with a wrist fracture or whatever, or thumb. His thumb is fractured. Yeah. Their leading home run hitter, Brandon Belt, is out. You know, and I don't wish injury on anyone. No. But these are these are these happen. Dodgers get injured. The hated ones have been very lucky this year with really no major injuries until Belt. And tonight, Padres, Julio Urias bobblehead night. Remember, Petro Simone will be live from center field, brought to you in part by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. 90 minutes from anywhere. Morongo Casino, good times. Well, not man 90, to the not, tribal elders. Listen. Not, not 90 minutes from San Francisco, Vic. Well, from anywhere in Los Angeles, you're okay. there. I just want you to know qualify what he meant, Fred. No, you're I didn't. You, you're, you're not in San Francisco, Fred. You're, you're not in San Francisco, Fred. Who's in San Francisco? Nobody People listening. In San Francisco. People listening to this show. Exactly. In, in L.A., not on the app, but listening to it while they're driving. You're 90 minutes town. from Morongo. Come on, Fred. From Antelope Valley? 90 minutes. Okay. From, yes, Fred. Antelope Valley. Everywhere. Camarillo, Canaria, Camarillo. Yes. I don't know. You got to take the 101, and that might be blocked. So it's going to take you a little longer on that. To the 405, to the <laughs> Pacific Coast Highway, <laughs> the Californians. <laughs> what are you doing here? Take your way up Mojave Drive and hang a left and get back on the 10. <laughs> Kevin, what are you doing here? What a classic SNL bit. <laughs> classic. Well yes. done. Yeah. Uh, remember. Vic's just emitting sounds now. Remember, Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck, 6 o'clock with Tim Cates. Beulah, man. Beulah on, will Beulah. set us straight. Beulah, man. Beulah gets Darvish. Come on, we're going to get to Darvish early. Well, who's pitching? You said Urias was pitching, then you said Bueller. It's Urias bobblehead night. Oh, okay. Are you listening, Fred? Yeah. I thought Fred. he meant Urias was pitching as well. No, he, the bobblehead night's a big night. Maybe they should let him pitch on his bobblehead night. I can see that going over well. I can see Dave Roberts. Yeah, we wanted to line up Julio so we can start on his bobblehead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's really important right about now. It'd be Absolutely. a nice touch. Fred, I just want you to focus on the positive energy of the Dodgers. I'm focusing, Vic. Nobody wants him to win more than it's me. It's not a miracle to make up two games in, in, six, in six games. Okay. All right. You're right. What is it? It'll be called, it'll be called a, a fabulous run. That's all you'd call it, a fabulous run. Late season run. That's all it is. Some would say unlikely. <laughs> Some would say unlikely, not me. I say it's very likely with the pitching staff. Well, I think a miracle that is, that is, is better than unparalleled in Major League Baseball. I could see if we, you know, we're running out schlock to the pitchers. You're running out aces, Fred. At home. I guess yeah. the Padres and the Brewers Fred. have already clinched the spot. Not about the pitching, Vic. I just need them to hit. No, it's about the pitching, Fred. Got a hell of a one. Well, we'll score enough runs. All right. Okay? Okay. 
Focus your energy. I'm focused. Come on, Freddy. Okay. I think you're in a good place, Fred. I am, Vic. Thanks to you. Well, thank you to the Dodger fans for the pure energy because the fellas are going to feed off at the next six games. And this haiku for you is from Kiyoroku. K-I-O-R-O-K-U. But can I ask you a question? Kiyoroku. Of course. Why did Ronnie find people we've never heard of, but we've had Kiyoroku before? Can you remember the last haiku composed by Kiyoroku? Yes, it can was you? three weeks ago. I, I don't remember what it was. Well, this will be another edition. You've never heard this one. Okay. Exactly. Let this one resonate, Fred, since you don't exactly remember the last Rodney. one. All right, exactly I, it's right. going to resonate. There's haiku for you on this Tuesday, September the 28th. The full moon's perfect, ri perfect ring. The geese high in the clouds of heaven in one sweet chorus sing. Give it up for the Azul. I'm feeling you. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, Vic. Huh? All right, Vic, listen. What? First of all, what? The, the very beginning of it. What, what was the very beginning of it? The full moon's perfect ring. Perfect ring. R I N G. Yes. Okay, that was about yeah. followed by the geese. <laughs> All right, high in the clouds. All right, the geese heaven. are in the clouds. The moon's got a ring. Go ahead. High in the clouds of heaven. Okay. In one sweet chorus, sing. I give it up for the azul. Yeah. <laughs> give it up for the azul. Vic, the real haiku. What did they sing in one sweet chorus? According to Kiyoroku, it was just in one sweet chorus, sing. I, I enhanced it. Oh, so it was just they were singing. We didn't know what it was. One sweet chorus. They just And then it's up to interpretation. And if you want to enhance it like Vic did, he left it at one simple chorus. I mean, they could have been singing WAP. <laughs> <laughs> they could have been yep. singing a Billie they, Eilish song, yeah. but no. Yeah. They were singing Give It Up for the Azul. Correct. A feeling you. Perfect. <laughs> it's lit. Fire! Stories lighting up the sports headlines. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they might have been singing that. <laughs> Best part of my day. <laughs> Brought to you by oh, uh, our friend. Accident. Another name has entered the sphere for the USC head coaching job. This according to Jim Trotter of NFL Media, he says that USC boosters have reached out to Anthony Lynn, former head coach of the Chargers, now the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Uh, athletic director Mike Bone has not had direct contact with Lynn yet, but according to Trotter, there are boosters from USC who have reached out to Anthony Lynn. We obviously we all love Anthony he was a great guy when he was here, but obviously the Chargers had their share of struggles, especially late in games when he was the head coach, which is a big reason why he's no longer here. Anthony Lynn has an option for the USC job, Fred. Uh has he coached in college before? Uh, not as a head coach for sure. Maybe right. as an assistant at some point. The answer is no. 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 I mean, and we love Anthony Lynn, but no. This is not a place to this job cannot be, well, I'm, I'm going to learn on the job now. I'll figure it out. No. 
And he has never coached at the college level. He went straight to the NFL after okay. he retired as a player, All as right. an assistant. Well, we love Anthony Lynn, but for this one, I'm giving him a thumbs down, Rodney. Yeah, we love Anthony Lynn. I, you know, these names are, are going to continue to come throughout the rest of the season. Obviously, they're going to do some extreme due diligence. And, you know, every everyone that's ever gave money to USC, everybody that's ever played for USC, especially any kind of name for USC, has got an opinion and has and knows somebody that, hey, are you interested in talking about? So things are going to leak on a regular basis of, oh, I, I talked to Anthony Lynn. I talked to Urban Meyer. He's interested. Remember Urban Meyer? Meyer after week one was the big name. Oh, he's going after week one, he's leaving. Um, so we're going to hear this throughout the whole season. I think as a, as the season winds down towards the end, USC season, I mean, winds down towards the end. It'll get serious. It'll get serious and it'll, it'll get, the numbers will come down because I do believe soon after the season, they will hire somebody or get somebody lined up so they can take advantage of recruiting and all the things that come after a, a college football season. So it'll be before the new year, but I just think we're going to hear an abundance of different names from now or for the next couple of months. USC football is at a crossroads of relevancy. Right now, they're totally irrelevant on the national landscape. Anthony Lynn, we love Anthony. Yes, I echo that. His game management, obviously lacking for the charges and that is why he's gone because he was loved by the fellas the squad loved him but he's not the answer and you're right we're going to hear an incredible panoply of names a full array for the next few months because they must get this right Mike Bone must get this right and it's got to be a high profile incredibly successful coach to get Troy back to where they once were because right now they're in limbo oh, come on now yes oh good <laughs> we're gonna have to come on now today. <laughs> oh good now remember over the summer uh there was a, a celebrity golf tournament and patrick mahomes was participating and one of the fans in attendance yelled at him hey watch out for justin herbert and uh his response to that was yeah i'll see it when i believe it so uh, following the 30-24 to Charger victory in Kansas City this past weekend, a reporter did ask, I don't know if jokingly or serious or where he's from, but he did say uh, the term. I'll see it when I believe it, Patrick. Uh, what did you see from Justin Herbert today? Patrick's response was, well, I guess I believe it. That's all I can say. Yeah, what else is he going to say? <laughs> yeah, everybody yes. believes it now. I believe it now. Yeah. And that was a correct question. That was a correct response to that question. Justin Herbert is real. I mean, he is a stud. It's great that in Los Angeles, and granted, Justin Herbert is just getting started. You may have two of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League playing in this city. It's pretty oh, stop. interesting. Oh, stop, 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 stop it, stop it. You don't think? Stop it right now. Why? You don't think you have two of the best quarterbacks? You said two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL playing in L.A. right now. Yes. Over Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. I mean... Well, I guess uh, it's in your definition of how many best quarterbacks <laughs> are there. I think we... Am I nuts, Kevin? They have two very good quarterbacks here in L.A. Let's not jump on uh, the 
Super Bowl train already, Fred. I will right? say it's very early. And also, yes. one of the best is Nebulous. Is one of the best top three, top five, top 15. Right. Yeah, what are we talking about here? Top what 10. Are we talking about? Top 10, I'll give you that. Possibly, sure. This year? This year, I'll give you that. Top eight. I mean, you could argue Stafford is, is top 10 or on the fringes yeah. of it. It has I, I been was, his yeah. entire career. Yeah. Will you give me top you eight? Could, you could argue Stafford, you know, notwithstanding playing in Detroit, yeah. was a top 10 quarterback, right? Yeah. Throughout pretty much most of his bulk of his career. Now that he's been elevated with the Rams, he, I think he moves into top five now. Um, Justin Herbert still got a ways to go, Fred. I know you're on that bandwagon. I know you're, you know... You know, I, I don't. I don't know if you maybe want to shower with the guy or not, but I, I think you just love him so much. <laughs> but the kid is only in his second year and and played a few games. He got a big one this weekend. Let's let's let it play. He's a great young talent. Don't get me wrong, great, great young talent. But well, let's, would, let's pump what, the brakes a little bit, Fred. What pump would possess the, you? <laughs> I don't know if you want to shower with the guy or not. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, you, I mean, man, Fred, the love. I know, I get it. The love you have for him, I, I, I get it. But going back to the Mahomes thing, come on, can we not just make a big deal about that? He's at a golf tournament. Somebody crowd. He's having fun. And I don't know which one it was. I don't know if it was the one in Tahoe that, you know. I believe it was. I believe it was. Uh, And then that's where the crowds are rowdy. You see Steph Curry shooting baskets on the the fairway. Guys throwing footballs to the crowd, things like that. Guys shout out stuff. And you interact with the crowd. So you kind of get that going. It's a little back and forth. To take that and try to make it something, oh, look at this. No, you said this. It's just, I think it's petty and it's, yeah, just whatever. Whatever, and it was perfect response by Patrick Mahomes. It was—he didn't say it seriously, like he was trying to punish Justin Herbert. It's the rival. If somebody said to me on that tournament, "Oh, what about UCLA and this?" Oh, bring it on! I'd, I'd like to see them win it, you know. And and then, but but you're not you're not saying it in a negative towards Justin Herbert kind of way. It's just like let's get into the banter of the uh, of the rivals. In the moment, Mahomes is at the top of the heap still. But here's the reality. A second-year quarterback, Justin Herbert, went into Arrowhead, and Rodney, you said it's one of the toughest places to play. Yes. And in a shootout, this Herbert, 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 four yes. touchdown passes. Yes, Vic. Leads do you remember the Monday the night football drive. that Jared Goff outdueled Mahomes too? Are you going to put him in that category? No, Jay Goff, Jay, Jay Goff is not in the same league. Okay, but he outdueled. Patrick Mahomes at the Coliseum on one of the greatest Monday night games ever. ever. That was his high point. That was his high water mark. Right. And so, then the water well, went down. I mean, take him to the Super Bowl. Take him to the Super Bowl is probably a high point, too. I get yeah. Rodney's point. Herbert's played, like, what, 12 games or something? 13 games? Yeah. Yeah, but, the, but we're seeing the potential sure. unfold before he's blossoming before our eyes. And Matt Stafford's just been unbelievable. I mean, Matthew Stafford's the best quarterback through three games in the National Football League. Am I right in that statistic or that opinion that Stafford is the number one quarterback? I don't care what, you know, what stat, you know, what what wacky saber metric you bring out. Matthew Stafford's the best quarterback in the league at this point. Through three. Am I right or wrong? I think it's a matter of opinion, Vic, so I don't know if that's... So be I agree with Fred. We got two. We have two sensational I'm quarterbacks. Going with Thank you, Sam Darnold. In the sea of Dodd. There's no doubt. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Not a biased opinion there at all. 
<laughs> that's what's lighting not up not the headlines. You, I, I'm not biased. I'm looking. <laughs> I watch the games. You look at you look at what they're doing. No, he has it's been had, off to a great start. So yes, is the great guy that played last okay. night. Let's Jack not get Prescott nuts, but they're off to a great start. Kevin's been great. We'll get the opinion of someone that actually knows. Well, I'm not saying you don't know, Rodney. That was wrong. Thanks a lot, Freddie. But someone that actually is invested in this league on a weekly basis. He's in the trenches. He's down there. He's fighting his way out. We'll talk to that man next. Yes. Thank you, my girl, Nina Chantal. It's Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a Tuesday. Feeling it. Feeling it. You know we are. Dodgers Padres tonight. Every game counts. You'll hear it right here on the radio station. Petros and Money are out of the stadium. They'll start at three. Now let's bring on our NFL insider, our good friend Vinny Bonsignor. Vinny, how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Okay. couple of quick questions off the top. Number one, do two of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL play in Los Angeles? Yeah, without question. I think Justin Herbert has definitely... Uh, put himself in in top ten category and Matthew Stafford. We talked about this Wait, last week. What did you week. say, Fred? Wait, what did you ask Benny? Say, Do two of the top ten quarterbacks okay. in the NFL play in Los Angeles? That's yeah, what I said. You rephrased it after we had to break you down a little bit because he. You really, okay, all right. Let's try two this. of the two, two of the best quarterbacks, best quarterbacks in, the, in game. the NFL play in LA. Do two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL play in LA? But you got to. It, yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. I mean, when you start really thinking about it now, um, the way some other players are playing uh, and, and how both of those players have, have really accepted the challenge and embraced what they're doing here in Los Angeles, uh, they're playing as well as any quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, you, you, I'm, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but he's not quite playing like Patrick Mahomes is right now, too. So, um, you know, some guys are, are falling off a little bit. Other guys are rising a little bit. You can put Derek Carr in that category as well. Um, it's hard, you know, because there's some good, really good quarterback play going on in the NFL right now. And uh, the way I sort of look at it is there's, there's some tiers that you're looking at. And I think tier one is, is your, you know, Patrick Mahomes, um, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, And then right below that is a, is a second tier with your Josh Allen's Lamar Jackson's. I think Matthew Stafford is in there. Derek Carr is in there. Uh, and just certainly Justin. Uh, a lot of names is in, in there, there well. Fred. Yeah, there's a lot of good quarterbacks, uh, but no shame in being in in that tier two. And I think at any moment, uh, given any week, you could be in the top of that top second tier or at the bottom of that top second tier. But I'll say this, those guys in that in, in tier two are fully capable of getting their teams to the playoffs end of the Super Bowl if, th- if everything is right happening around them. Well, I, I think you've got to also do body of work, and I think that's hurting, for me at least, Justin Herbert just just yet. Yes, he had a good rookie year. There's some mistakes, you know. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. He didn't play that well against Dallas when they lost the game. Okay, so let's not let's not crown him as oh he's the yeah because he went to Kansas City and won. But you look at the Dallas game and the, some of the throws that he made and some of the the turnovers that he had, especially in the red zone. Are you going to say did you come out of that game and go oh he's the best top two quarterbacks in the league? Not, Fred top, and, and <laughs> not top two certainly, but after three games, I'm definitely I, I definitely think he's one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL after three games. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome, Fred. <laughs> All right. You're welcome, Fred. <laughs> I want to try this one before we get to the Raiders. Uh, SoFi, 
your eardrums would have blown out if you were there on Sunday. Uh, can we make the argument, if it's not the loudest, one of the loudest stadiums in the league now, Vinny? It sounded like that. Granted, I wasn't there, uh, but it, it certainly did come across like that. I can't wait to get in there uh, Monday night. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that it's going to be heavy, heavy, heavy Raiders, but we'll still get the we'll still get the sound uh, yeah. uh, effect for sure um, at that game. But yeah, and and credit to you know the Rams for what they've done to build what they've built here in Los Angeles. Credit to their Ram to their fans. Uh, you know, it was no slam dunk that they were going to come in here and uh, and do what they've done. It's taken a lot of hard work. Uh, it didn't start off well. We all understand that. But they've built something pretty darn special. And and right now, if you look for entertainment value, star value, uh, play value, all of that, the Rams right now, you have to mention them in the same category now as the Dodgers and the, and, and the Lakers, even with their prestige in Los Angeles. And again, going back a couple of years ago, a few years ago, that wasn't a gimme. They knew they had some work to do to get to that point, and here they are. No, it's it's must-see. Rams right now are must-see, and it's, it, it is the place to be um, at SoFi. Um, I, I did go to the Cowboy-Charger game, which you know is, will be similar to what we'll see on Monday night with the fan difference, um, and there were a lot of Cowboy fans, and it was loud for that game. Um, and, and there were a lot of Cowboy fans in there, but the Cowboy fans were loud. But I give it up to the Charger fans because mm-hmm. they went toe-to-toe. They really did. And they came they came loud when, when the Chargers were doing things. So I want to give it up to the Charger fans that came out in abundance. I, I think it would be a little bit different because there's a lot more Raider fans that live here than there are Cowboy fans that are still waiting for this game. But um, all in all, I'll give it up. But I think it's a night and day difference, the Ram atmosphere, than the, than the Charger atmosphere at SoFi. And I, I will go with you, Vinny. I agree with that. I think they, they have put themselves not quite there yet because they got to win the championships, but in terms of the excitement, the place to be, the electricity as a Dodger game or as a Laker game. It's everything the NFL hoped for and more um, when, they, when, they, when they sent the Rams back to Los Angeles. And really with the power and the backing and the money and the commitment, of Stan Kroenke. Uh, it was the perfect marriage to come back to Los Angeles without question. Yes, the Raiders would have done great as well, uh, but I think the Raiders are completely fine with where they are. They've created their own magic here yeah. in Las Vegas, and it's a very unique Las Vegas-centric, entertainment-centric, Raider-centric venue well, here's here. A, here's yeah, the thing. Here's the thing. You know, I, I think the Raiders could have worked in L.A. and probably even been bigger than the Rams. But I don't know if the Rams could work as well as the Raiders work in Vegas. I agree. And I don't think you could have just sent anybody, even the Chargers, no. you know, the Chargers. You know, there's an appetite here for the NFL and it, and it could have worked. Uh, but no, when you bring the brand of the Raiders to yeah. Las Vegas uh, and, and have them in a, in a spot that's perfectly um, gettable from their Los Angeles fan base, their Bay Area fan base. So we do a. A, a, a day before sort of tailgate party at a, at a local bar here in Las Vegas for Raider fans to come hang out the day before each home game. And you guys, it, I'm shocked to be honest with you. I'm not, I guess, I guess I shouldn't say shocked, but it's, 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 it's crazy to me that people literally drive in from the Bay area or fly in from the Bay area, drive in from Los Angeles or fly in, uh, in from, in from LA and stop at our, our at the party that we host just got off the road, just got to the airport from, you know, Sunnyvale or, or San Diego or the Inland Empire, you know, to, to come here and, and hang out. So there's 
all these fans from the Bay Area, all these fans from Los Angeles, all these fans here locally in Las Vegas, uh, and then also across the country. So for Raider Nation and the Raiders, this is like literal. You couldn't have been a better place to be um, than, than here in Las Vegas. It's the perfect situation. And right now the Raiders are definitely responding to that and acting the part. And uh, I have to say between you know the entertainment value that they're providing from, uh, from just a, uh, a team standpoint, but also in and around the games, like uh, during the timeouts, halftime, there's shows, there's music, there's live bands, um, there's a DJ. It's really cool to see what they're doing here in Las Vegas. It's not quite Los Angeles because LA is unto itself, but there's definitely, you know that you're in Las Vegas. You know that there's uh, an entertainment value here and they put on a show and it's really cool to see. All right. One, one, one last thing, Vinny, I want to ask you yeah. real quick about, about uh, Stafford here being here. Um, and it just goes to show you just a difference a team and an organization will make for a good player. And people that says, oh, oh, he, he's a bust, he goes there, he goes. it really does matter where you end up and where you play. Always. And we're kind of seeing that with Sam Darnold to a lesser extent. I'm yep. really happy for Sam uh, down in, in Carolina. but And especially the quarterback position, Rodney. I mean, you know, you're only as good as what you have around you, your offensive line. Can your defense stop anybody? Yeah, you could you could throw for a million yards, but it doesn't matter uh, if you're not protected, if you don't have a run game, if you don't have great leadership uh, from your you know general manager and your ownership. It just makes a huge difference. And we talked about this last week. What would Matthew Stafford? How would they, he respond to a stage that he's never been on? He's wanted to be on, but he's never been on, and he just embraced it and stood up to it and played great. And I don't expect that to fall off uh there's just too much talent around him and by the way shout out to uh to um sean mcveigh to me i think that he was hiding deshaun jackson a little bit wasn't showing that card the first two games didn't think he needed to a lot of people were wondering where's deshaun jackson sean mcveigh knows what he's doing and he dropped that little bomb uh on the on the tampa bay buccaneers at the perfect time uh without anything on film to see for them to chew on uh and and, and look at and card up and practice uh, and it showed Deshaun Jackson had a great game. Was happy for him as well. All right, Vinny, appreciate it as always, and uh, we'll talk later in the week. All right, guys, have a good one. Back to wrap things up right after this. This is great. I love it. Start your day with Dan Patrick. We're talking to Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You believing in the Raiders? To come to Pittsburgh against that defense? Now they're fortunate. T.J. Watt got hurt. But I don't care. It's Derek Carr. I mean, he has been awesome. Probably the most valuable player in the league so far. Weekday mornings at 6 before Colin Cowherd. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Pete. An athlete. Rodney Pete. A father. Rodney Pete. An LA icon. Rodney Pete. And this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM 570 LA Sports. AUCLA football is back at the Rose Bowl when the Bruins host Arizona State this Saturday night at 7.30. Tickets start at only 35 bucks. Visit UCLABruins.com slash tickets. Kevin, thank you. Ronnie, thank you. Rodney, back at him tomorrow. Yes, sir. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Try to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dreams. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. 
plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say. Live and die in LA.